0: We at Orange Crush have many things to be thankful for, including everyone who makes Orange Crush a part of their day. To show our thanks, Orange Crush, WKOV, and participating Sable a lot locations will be giving away Thanksgiving turkeys to dozens of winners because even though Thanksgiving celebrations still might look different this year, we know Thanksgiving favorites will still be a part of your plan. Visit gjpepsicontest.com turkey to find out where you can enter to win now through November 18th. No purchase is necessary. See official rules for details.
1: Monday, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV where Pete Wilson's people called my people and we matched this morning.
2: Oh, how about that? Kind of.
1: Actually, we kind of clash. Uh, I'm a little peachy. You're a little pinky. How's that?
2: That's that's okay. We'll make it work.
1: We will make it work because we have a rose between uh, these two thorns here coming up in just a moment, right, Pete? We do.
2: We absolutely do.
1: Yeah, but uh, don't forget Pete's morning news update, brought to you by Nia Henry, agent for Appalachia Realty. And if you are looking to buy or sell, or have any real estate needs, and boy, oh boy, has Nia been listing the houses because I've been paying attention. And, man, she's listing like crazy. So there's some really nice houses for sale right now in the area that she has listed. Give her a call, 740-418-4135, and she'll work hard for you. And
2: don't hesitate, because they're going. They're going. They're moving.
1: I'm going to tell you what. There's been a couple of them. I'm like, oh, I know that house. That's super cute. And then the next thing I know, it's, like, under contract. I'm like, oh. Yeah, don't Okay. man. They're on fire. Well, the
2: real estate agents died and went to heaven, didn't they? Yes, they did. Well, it's been here the last. Uh, we should three find or four a months.
1: new new day job, shouldn't we?
2: All right. Well, you can do that on the side. You got time?
1: Sure. Why not? Okay. All
2: right. All right. Well, so we'll, what's we'll,
1: going on, Pete?
2: Uh, a little good bit.
1: vacation.
2: Uh, oh yeah, had a little good trip. Good, had a good vacation last week. Went to uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I like history, so you know that's a good good match. There. It is. And my wife, she likes history, and she likes to go with me and. So forth. So we had a good. we had a really good time. It's about a five and a half hour trip. So not bad by car. Yeah, easy drive. And uh, uh, in the uh, fall, very nice in in Gettysburg. At least it was last week. You know, all Yeah, warm during Gorgeous. the day, and uh, by the time you get going, the sun's shining and so forth. So, really enjoyed ourselves. Did you so. stand
1: up and give the Gettysburg Address?
2: I saw where somebody else did it. Oh. A long time ago in 1863. years ago. Right, right. Do you so, know the Gettysburg standing Address? On, standing on Hallow Grad. Well, Bob Bourbon made me learn it when I was a junior in high school. I'm not going to sit here and quote it right now for you.
1: I know. I was forced to learn it in the fifth grade, and somehow it's, like, ingrained in there and won't get out. Right. I mean, I could certainly make room for other things if I would just expel the Gettysburg Address, but for some reason it's still there.
2: Well, what you learned by doing the Gettysburg Address outside of obviously those hallowed words were you learned what a score was. It's not just a touchdown, it's 20 years. True. That's true. Right. So that's how Lincoln started off the Gettysburg Address. But uh, later on, uh, we're going to lighten up and we're going to cover the sports and our good friend Dan Morrow. Dan will be Morrow. Here. He, he is joined. He will be joining us and we'll talk Big about the football house. and fall sports because we're in the period where if you're still playing, you're still running, you're still spiking balls, you're doing pretty good. You're yes. in the tournament time, and uh, a lot of our teams and athletes have been involved. And so, uh, towards the end of the hour, we will we will get into that. And mm-hmm. we appreciate Dan. Being here to do that,
1: absolutely. Always love to have Dan here,
2: absolutely. Uh, but we're going to talk about some other news first, and uh, uh, a note of sadness in the news yeah. uh, since the since I was here last. Uh, w- this. We lost one of Jackson County's uh, best and most beloved businessman and persons, and that uh, if you haven't heard yet, Marvin Payne,
1: yes, our own uh,
2: Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel, the KFC man the in world's Jackson best County, best
1: Kentucky Fried Chicken
2: right, 87 years old, uh, passed away uh, last Wednesday. Um, he had been uh, ill for the last several weeks or whatever. Uh, heart problems was what, uh, what Marvin died of. And uh, I remember uh, there is Marvin right there in the KFC shirt. Through <laughs> uh, the unindoctrinated, Marvin Payne wasn't from Jackson County. I know through the younger folks, he's been around forever. But he was not from Jackson County. He was from Indiana, a little town called Henryville.
0: Huh, and Henryville, know
2: and, and this is fate, probably a little bit more than fate or coincidence. Henryville was the home of Harlan Sanders, the Kentucky colonel himself. Okay,
1: that is
3: weird.
2: <laughs> right. And now Marvin did not start off being a KFC uh, owner franchisee at all. Uh, he started off being, uh, he was uh, f- grew up on a farm. Uh, he was in the army for a couple years, uh, right out of high school. And then he became a captain of, a ship's captain on the Great Lakes. Which that doesn't seem to segue right into being a KFC owner-operator.
1: No, not the Chicken King, no.
2: But he decided to go into business, had another principal with him, and found out that there were four KFC restaurants available in Jackson, Wellston, Oak Hill, and Hillsboro. And uh, the other principal involved took the Hillsboro uh, eateries, and Marvin managed and owned the Jackson County eateries Mm -hmm. in all three towns. And that was in 1971 when he came to Jackson. He came here during the Apple Festival, was very impressed with the community spirit and that event. And he decided that he's going to start over, make a new life for himself and his wife in Jackson County. And uh, he continued uh, until uh, 2003, I think it was, with the Jackson and Wellston eateries. Yes. He sold those but kept the Oak Hill eatery. And remember, at this time, uh, Marvin is 70 years old. He kept the Oak Hill Eatery all the way till 2019 before selling it, sold it at the age of 85. He stayed involved in the Oak Hill KFC all the way up to the end, along with his daughter Gretchen, mm-hmm. I think, was involved as well. And uh, even after uh, he retired and had sold the Oak Hill KFC, he stayed active in community affairs. He was one of the best members the Jackson Lions Club ever had, one of the best members the Appalachia Old Car Club ever had. He was on the Board of Aging for the Senior Citizens. He was on the Health Board. Both of those important jobs at the time of his death. Um, real good supporter of the Jackson County Fair, was always there buying the chickens always, or the yeah. rabbits, always there. Uh, and uh, I was told by some of the people who knew him best that he found ways to help people who needed help, you know, kind of behind the mm-hmm. scenes. He gave money and and support, jobs, etc. But a very beloved person, whether you were... Uh, a customer, an employee, another person in the community, a community leader or whatever who had work with him, or you needed catering or whatever. That's right. Uh, the thing that strikes me about Marvin, not only the business success, he was the Entrepreneur of the Year for the Jackson Chamber of Commerce in 2003. It was, I don't think that you're going to find a nicer, kinder, gentler Man, more of a gentleman than Marvin Payne. I mean, unfailingly.
1: Such a good dude. If
2: you ran into him in a restaurant or whatever, he would walk up to you, make the small talk or whatever, give that little grin. Just a genuinely nice man. That's and he right. remained that way whether, you know, he was at his store or out in the community. So a, a major loss for the community. They don't make him like Marvin Payne anymore. Um, the calling hours are going to be today, if you had not seen this yet to 8 p.m. at the Jackson First Church of the Nazarene. That's on Powell okay. Drive. Funeral will be at the church tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And so uh, we're going to, we had uh, some coverage, uh, including the full obituary in our Saturday paper. But in our Wednesday paper, we've got a tribute work in there. Uh, kind of tells the story of Marvin Payne there. Uh, and uh, comments from some of the people who knew him best. So rest in peace, Marvin Payne. Uh, we love you. Absolutely. All right. Uh, a, uh, on a lighter note, uh, what a weekend, what a Saturday for the Marching Oaks Band.
1: So cool. Right. What, what an honor.
2: Right. Jack. The Jackson Band did this several years ago, and I know that it was memories of a lifetime for those band members, too. But what the Marching Oaks did, and Bryce Warren's, my gosh, what does that director down there do to make <clears throat> memories for his kids? Man. With, uh, with uh, appearing in parades, taking trips, special performances. They were in the Buckeye Invitational just a couple weeks ago. That's, uh, that happens during the, uh, uh, in Ohio Stadium when the Buckeyes are on the road, but a bunch of high school bands come in and play. You're on hallowed ground there at yes. Ohio Stadium. Well, they were on hallowed ground again on Saturday because they were one of the high school bands. I'm not sure how many get to do it, but it's not many each time. They played as one of the visiting bands at what they call the Skull Session. At Saint John Arena, which is kind of like a pre-game pep rally, yeah. There, and this was a big game: Ohio State, Penn, Penn State. Penn State?
1: Are you kidding?
2: Under the lights, and Holy so moly. so this is a couple hours before the game. But th- there, you see Bryce Wertz, uh directing the Oak Hill band there on the floor of Saint John Arena. I believe you see the best damn band in the land seated there in the middle of the of the floor, uh, and of course, the head coach. Some of the players speak at this session. And then uh, the Oaks got to actually uh, attend, the Marching Oaks actually got to attend the game as well. Oh, that's so cool. I don't know whether that's an automatic, but they got to do it, and they sat right behind the Ohio State University Marching Band. So, what a experience. And, of course, we'll be covering that in our Wednesday edition of the Telegram. Of course, trick-or-treat this weekend. I tell you what, Jennifer, um, you're still kind of young, but you're not a kid anymore. I'm way away from being a kid, but do they make more of Halloween and trick or treat than they used to? I, it, it's always a big thing, but isn't it is, a, it's so big now.
1: It is huge. It, it's a,
2: it's a, it's a, almost like a holiday. The way uh, it gets uh, celebrated with the parties, people not just, just have fun with not it, not just a trick or treat, and now they do the trunk or treats. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do the trunk or treats along with the trick or treat. Uh, kids can get a supply of candy for a year, I think, if they want. That's right. But it it, it was held over the weekend in Jackson and Vinton counties. A lot of it uh, happened in Jackson County on Saturday. There's a lot of it in Vinton County on Sunday. But this was a trunk-or-treat event held for the first time ever at Northview Elementary School. Melissa Ball, the principal over there, made this happen. She And the teaching staff and the PTO supported it financially. They wanted to do something for the kids outside of school that was fun, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know there are. That is a, one of the that is one of the setups for uh, the trunk or treat there, and you see um, Mindy Gillum there in the back. She's one of the kindergarten teachers at uh, at uh, Northview, and Cassie Harrison there in the back row on the right. And those are a couple kids from Northview. That's Kirk Burnside and Gibson Gillum Mm -hmm. uh, having fun, obviously, all dressed up and getting all the candy that they can eat and more, I'm sure. And so that was at Northview Elementary School. The Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce organized a truck retreat along Broadway Street. That's right. And I tell you what, I passed by. Now, that's
1: some terrifying stuff. I saw a lot of videos I missed that.
2: that. I didn't know there was going to be live thrill thrill entertainment, but... uh,
1: that is so cool.
2: A fire twirler there, and you can see commanded attention along Broadway, but there was a lot of businesses that set up there, uh, and the library was there, some of the downtown businesses, some of the organizations. All you had to do was come and set up, and then, of course, it's great for the kids. You can go along the line, and uh, a great uh, tr- a great trick-or-treat uh, so good. opportunity there in yep. addition to what was going on in the community at all the residences. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, it turned out in Jackson. I can't say for sure about Oak Hill and Wellston or Vinton County, but in Jackson it didn't rain. It was overcast. Uh, I'm in the heart of it there at South and Star. Oh man! And so I, th- I think we made it to 350 treats and ran out. Whew. So I thought we might be able to make it this year, but of course we didn't. South but, is
1: uh, you better look out.
2: But a lot of a lot of people out, and we had a we had a good time giving as as, as the kids did also getting the candy. Yeah. And uh, so. We understand that Trick or Treat went smoothly in all of our local towns. Good. We know down in Oak Hill we're going to have some coverage on this. They had what they called a shindig down at Etna Park. The Festival of Flags was involved in that. I think the Oak Hill Historical Society, maybe even the Chamber of Commerce. But they had a veal fry uh, to support the uh, Festival of Flags. Mm-hmm. Then they had a, a trunk retreat there uh, on the parking lot there at Etna Park there by the city building. And then they had what they call a parade of masks. And we're going to see some pictures from that. Uh, we're going to have some pictures from what went on in Wellston and in Jackson as Love well. That. All that in our Saturday or our Wednesday edition of the Telegram. When I get back, we'll, you know, we'll be looking at lots of mm-hmm. Halloween pictures. All right. Uh, a new restaurant is going to be opening today, Jennifer. Yeah, I heard it is, that. And it it's Hothead Burritos. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a picture of the serving line. They did kind of what you call one of those soft openings yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a private event just to practice. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to go out there, and that was kind of like the relay team there in the serving line. Uh, you know, you start at the front of the line. Uh, yesterday, you could get uh, either a burrito or a bowl, and, you know, you tell them what you want in it and so forth. And you sure. go along like this really quick, and I will tell you that the bowl I had was outstanding. And there was so much of it, I was able to take some of it home. Good. But Hothead's Burrito, it's out there in the McCarty Crossing shopping mall. It's on the, it's at the end unit there on the side where Walmart is. I think there was a flower shop there the, yeah. the last time. Or no, Armed and Ready.
1: Armed and Ready, Armed was, and Ready there, was there last the... time.
2: And the uh, Mary Montgomery's Flower yep. Shop was there before that. And it's been empty for a little while. But Hothead Burrito is in there. It's opening at 10.30 a.m. this morning. There's going to be a ribbon cutting at 10. Of course, we'll have a story on that in our Wednesday paper as well. Alex Shope is going out there. He's going to get us a story. And I don't know, maybe we'll even get a burrito. Ooh. We'll find out. All right, uh, of course, the election tomorrow, we want to remind you about is it that. tomorrow already? It is tomorrow, so you know, it's going to be a long day. We're going to be covering that You know, on several fronts, radio, TV, newspaper, of course, and it is a very important local election, Jennifer, as we have said on the air before, uh, school board, uh, city council, village council, township trustees, uh, some tax issues, some other levies in both Jackson and Vinton counties, and... Uh, We're going to be doing coverage uh, tomorrow evening uh, at our new place out there in Stockmeister Mm -hmm. Plaza. Uh, We'll be telling you more about that. We'll be promoting that and maybe talk about that on TV tomorrow, how that is going to go. Still working out some of the details, but we will be covering it. Uh, Election uh, polls will be open 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night. We'll be coming on the air at 7.30 and reporting throughout the evening until we get all those results. Hopefully, maybe talk to some special guests as well. Hey Pete, um, uh, yes. just
4: speaking of that new studio, just want to give a shout out to them. Oh, they are the moved window. into the new <laughs> studio. Matt is broadcasting from the new studio as we speak. They're still getting some uh, things worked out. You know, all the kinks kind of figured out, but they are there and they're broadcasting.
2: Okay, That's well so that, cool. that is that I was just came from Stockmeister Plaza, where most of Total Media is now. Not Total Media because we're still here. That's right. The TV. But uh, most of the total media components now are out at Stockmeister Plaza, 708 East Main Street in Jackson, just uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to the east of the downtown area where we are. And uh, Matt was there this morning doing his um, morning crew show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a lot of folks worked yesterday to be able to make that happen. Big deal moving the satellite and all that. Yes. But it is there, and Matt is at work, as you could tell. By yeah. that photographic. Yeah, there they
4: are moving that satellite dish in the yeah. back of the truck.
1: Just that little satellite dish there.
4: <laughs> uh, Justin, right, right, I
2: saw him up on the roof yesterday. Yeah.
4: Justin, our engineer, who moved that, he said while they were driving it across town, some guy on a bicycle rode up to him and asked him if it got HBO. <laughs> okay.
2: No, it's not HBO.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> but uh, oh, but anyway, the the bottom line is, uh, of course, we are in transition, moving Total Media to the Stockmaster Plaza. The only folks that aren't there now are us, the TV people. But it, it'll come. It'll come. We'll get James and Jennifer over there, and I'm kind of splitting my time. But we'll be over there uh, yeah. sometime. All right. So I'm not Soon making enough. any commitment. But the radio made its big move over the weekend, and that's where they're operating from. I think our salespeople, who, of course, represent uh, you know, all of Total Media, mm-hmm. uh, all of the sales department, uh they, are, they mo- are moving in today. All their desks were there, I noticed, over the weekend, and I know they're not downstairs. So, I think that they're in between, but the salespeople should be there as well. And uh, our offices are very nice. Uh, you know, whenever you get a chance to come out and visit, please do that. Give the radio yeah. guys maybe a day or two to get set up. But that is where we are now. All the phone numbers are the same. So, you know, that kind of connections and the social media, all that is the same.
1: But you can see Matt through the window to the world. And it's, of we're, course, we're our built-in gonna, weather window. Yeah.
4: We're all going to make uh, signs like in the Today Show and go stand out, yes. side, out front. Right. Well, okay. Well, anyway, well, we might not do that.
1: I, <clears throat> yeah, because our signs probably wouldn't be as proper as the Today Show signs. Right. And
2: back in the bowels of the place is, is <laughs> zip printing where Stacy Walters Wolters is, is handling things uh, brilliantly as always. Yeah. All right. Uh, but as far as the voting, uh, just to finish that story off. Uh, You can still vote early. I voted yesterday and 970 people had voted in Jackson County early, which is a small number compared to last presidential year, but still a lot. And if you want to vote early, you don't want to vote at the polls tomorrow. You can do it until 2 p.m. today at the Board of Elections office, which is at 25 East South Street, not on Portsmouth Street anymore. Correct. And you can also vote absentee as long as you have that ballot postmarked. Um, let's see, what's it say here? Make sure I don't tell you something wrong here. It's, it's got to be postmarked. Uh, if you mail it in, it's got to be postmarked.
1: Um, Want to be tomorrow?
2: Yes. It's got to be postmarked by tomorrow and you can drop it off at the board of elections office all the way up until 7 30 PM tomorrow night. That's right. So, um, Oh, they must be postmarked by midnight tonight, Okay. November the 1st, midnight tonight, and you can drop absentee ballots off even off tomorrow at the Board of okay. Elections. You can go in and drop them off, but they've got a slot outside as well. So mail them in or bring them in if you've still got absentee ballots. All right. Uh, so we'll t- talk about, uh, of course, the election a lot more tomorrow, but uh, we wanted to mention a neat project that took place, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, but I haven't been here to tell you about it. It was Make a Difference Day at Eddie Jones Park uh, on Harding Avenue in Jackson. And uh, a youth group out of Jackson, uh, led by uh, Chris Hughes, who is a senior at Jackson High School.
1: Very cool. Uh,
2: they got a grant to do some improvement work at Eddie Jones Park. And the way the grant works, they do give them some money, but the idea is for these young kids to go out and do a lot of work, community, work in the community on some community project that improves the community. And the kids had noted that some things have fallen into a little bit of disrepair at Eddie Jones Park. um, And they did a lot of painting, a lot of sprucing up. And if you go over to the park now, they're on Harding Avenue. uh, It looks a whole lot better. Um, Yeah, it
1: looks nice. Right.
2: And we covered that in the the paper as well. But uh, once again, this was a a project that uh, our youth uh, did with the help of a grant.
1: Our kids are just so good around here.
2: Right. They did. A wonderful thing. Uh, Important watershed day in the Wellston City School District. Last Friday was the last day for Wellston Superintendent of Schools, Mm -hmm. Karen Bach. And uh, that is Karen right there. And she is on the right if you're looking at the picture there on your monitors, your computer or whatever. Uh, Karen is on the right. She ended a a 38-year career uh, in education. Now, she could go back into education. That's her choice. The last 11 years she's been the superintendent of the Wellston City Schools, and she received a lot of positive attention at the last school board meeting, also at a retirement reception held a couple of weeks ago. She is pictured there with one of her strongest supporters, Gretchen Crabtree. Gretchen has been a board member for the Wellston City Schools for quite some time. She, her, she was up for election this year, but opted not to run. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gretchen was one of the people who was quoted in our retirement story on Karen Bakken as she is a strong supporter of Karen, said Karen was a hard worker and did a lot to make improvements in the Wellston City School District for the last 11 years that she was a superintendent. There, there could be few jobs that would be much harder than that one, oh, being a man. superintendent of schools. Talk about Yikes. the responsibility and the pressure and the politics. All right, so what else can we tell you about uh, Krista Brown, the Jackson County Recorder, wanted folks to know, and we'll tell you because the day isn't over yet. It's just beginning. The Recorder's Office is closed today uh, due to a period of technological transition. So they're doing some oh, okay. computer work or whatever yeah. in there that they need to be closed. So it will be open tomorrow, as usual, cool. on Tuesday. Jackson County Recorder's Office in the courthouse closed. Also, we want to tell you that the Hamden Volunteer Fire Department will be doing uh, its Election Day project uh, again this year. Uh, Fire Chief Jason Potts wanted us to get the word out that they will do a meal there at the uh, fire department. This is a fundraiser for the fire department. They also do it as a nice thing for the community to kind of encourage voters to come out uh, in the morning from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. At the fire department, you can get sausage, drinks, and all the pancakes you care to eat for only $5. Then at 11 o'clock, it turns into lunch service. They have uh, grilled cheese sandwiches, desserts, drinks, and chili, all you care to eat, and that only costs you $5. You can can just stay and eat all day long. You can eat like a king for a total of $10 at the Hamden Volunteer Fire Department. Once again, all proceeds will help that volunteer fire department. Okay, we've made our way to the sports, so we'll take a break and go with the weather, and then we'll get Dan Morrow over here, and we'll get the balls out.
1: There you go. All right. Well, let's talk about... Your channel.
3: Total-
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: on over dan i'm sorry you have to yeah <laughs> oh he's scared he said i don't blame you um okay so today is monday believe it or not november 1st and um looking pretty darn good um but those temperatures have dipped down of course in the weather forecast uh partly cloudy skies today highs around 55 lows around 39 for tomorrow, um, a little bit cooler even, partly cloudy skies. On your election day, but no rain in the forecast, which is fantastic. Um, highs of 50. And look at those lows overnight, though, Tuesday night and all through the rest of the week. If you have any kind of flowers or plants or anything outside, they need to come in for sure tonight. Um, lows overnight tomorrow night around 29. And then it looks like a kind of high uh, 40s. low 50s the rest of the week but if you notice on that Thursday do you see what it looks like those are not rain drops coming from the sky just saying but anyway all right we're back (laughs) we're back
5: how do I follow that i don't know i'm I'm still on the set i haven't been jerked off there i don't know where the language barrier is for this kind of show (laughs) but i'm kind of used to this kind of treatment from him Uh, many years ago one of our early broadcasts from an athens high school basketball game yes involved uh us doing the broadcast dan dobbins included with myself and pete And, you know, Pete's doing his stats and we get some updates from him and everything. And uh, it was a very physical game. Kids going at it really hard. Bodies banging around. And uh, we just said, well, Pete, what what do you think? And he goes, well, there's certainly a lot of grab ass going on out there. (laughs) No, you did not. And I tried to... (laughs) temper that over by saying "grabas," <laughs> boss, but, uh, we didn't. So, but we didn't get fired. They've kept us on hey, through that's all, all right. these years. I love it. I think it it's happens. Great. And, uh, but, very well done, Mr. Wilson. All right, okay. Well, very good. Now, now
2: remember what, what I said- I blame it all on James, because
1: he lost it first.
5: No, no, yeah, no. no. Wait, wait, wait,
2: what? Okay, I realized the slip right after it <laughs> came out. But however, it's all an inference by the people out in the audience, and you guys are just, your minds are in the I wrong know. place. We're
3: just,
1: hey, listen. We, right. we are
2: we are talking about volleyballs. We're talking about footballs. We're talking. We'll be talking about basketballs later on. There, we are talking about balls.
5: Well, continue with volleyballs <laughs>
2: right now. Okay, I think, Give I think us some you just stop doubling down yes. on this. Yeah, so, okay. We, okay. We, we must move on. Yes, let, let's do that. Okay. Well, first of all, okay, you're all right, Jennifer.
3: <gasps>
1: yeah, I'm good.
2: Okay. All right. Last Friday night, the Jackson Ironmen opened up or opened up yes. uh, playoff action against whoop, whoop. against Columbus South. And that is a scene from, uh, from, uh, from the game. And that is uh, Jackson's tight end, Brody Butcher, gathering in a pass that went for a touchdown. And uh, just kind of like a side note, Dan can appreciate this. Number 33 uh, is behind or in front of Brody Butcher. That little seller right he's not there. He's got, got to catch him. That little guy right there is 290 pounds and he was he was a little, he little was, high school he was Columbus South's best player he made it hard on the Ironmen but the Ironmen prevailed by a score of 37 to nothing a very impressive win that as is the impressive. Ironmen continue their impressive uh, play I mean they've been good all season but through the Frontier Athletic Conference and then into the first week of the playoffs just playing outstanding football in about all ways they can offensively defensively and and special teams and uh Dan, of course, uh, who has been with our broadcast team since 1984, former player, former coach. He is our color man and analyst, and he's the guy who uh, can figure out what's going on between, you know, Dan Dobbins and I. Dan does a play-by-play. Play play. I do the stats, but Dan can tell you what's going on. Uh, Dan, tell us why the Ironmen are playing so well right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well,
5: talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about helps. talent? Hard work. Um, excellent coaching staff we've talked about that i was on not too long ago it seems like and that basically was just kind of talking about the tenure that pete dan and i have had together and that was a lot of fun but one of the things we've talked about is this coaching staff has just been outstanding and it starting naturally starts at the top with coach andy hall his 13th year at jackson no other wow. football coaches ever lasted anywhere near that long I don't know how he's kept his sanity. It yeah. is a hard job.
1: It's a very hard it's job. It's a
5: very hard job. I don't know, people would not- the pressure. They wouldn't understand what is involved when you're at the football head coach at Jackson, whether it's uh, peewee football, seventh and eighth grade football, freshman team, JV team, varsity team. Any complaint comes to the head coach. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. You've got an awful lot of great coaches working under you. And when they do a good job, you normally do a good job, and he's been blessed with kids that work hard, with very talented kids. This football team is very talented. Um, they have they were disappointed last year in the shortened COVID year. It didn't end the way they wanted it to. They lost to Chillicothe mm-hmm. in overtime, so they lose a Frontier Athletic Conference championship. They lose fourteen to twelve to uh, Tri Valley in the playoff game. That was a oh, heartbreaker. So yeah. It didn't end the way they wanted to. So obviously all the people coming back this year, they kind of rededicated themselves.
1: They had something to prove, didn't they? And
5: when you think about just in the last two weeks, we lost a few heartbreakers early in the year playing outstanding competition, which probably has made us what we are today, Mm -hmm. we think. But in the last two weeks, we played for Frontier Athletic Championship against Chillicothe. Very big game. And we come out with a huge win and shut Chillicothe out, a shutout in that game. We are frontier athletic champions. We joked with Coach Hall. You get to enjoy this for about 24 hours, correct? Because the playoffs start, and the coaches get to work Saturday. The players come back Monday. They've got to get focused and be ready for playoff games. We're taking on Columbus South, a team from the since uh, the Columbus City League. A lot of history there, and a lot of great players. We didn't really touch on that in the broadcast famous players, Frank Howard. Now we're dating ourselves, but this is a great baseball player went to Columbus South. Really? And uh, I think Hall of Fame, if not, he was always on the cusp of it, but a great player. Great
2: player at Ohio State. Yes. uh, Played for a number of teams. Washington Senators. Washington Senators big guy, 6'7", uh, 250 pounds, and he could, Good basketball he, could hit him, he could hit him often and he could hit him
5: far. But uh, those kind of names. But then the Eastmore, we even talk a little more so. They've got a little more heritage than Columbus South did with great players that came out of it. We'll get there here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But we take on Columbus South, a team that comes in 7-3. They were, I think, second place in the, in the interleague because we're going to play the top team of this course. Friday night yeah. on there in Eastmore. But... Uh, this is a team that had scored 454 points in 10 games. That means yeah. they score 45 points per game. They had scored 70 plus one time, 60 plus four times, and 55 in another game. So that's
1: that's terrifying. That's
5: an amazing amount. And they'd also had four shutouts on their defensive side. They don't throw the football. They've got that big running back Pete was talking about, and he was pretty special. Oh, he can that's move a big at 285. High we had four and five Ironmen hanging on him at times, and we fought hard and kept him really under control. Obviously, when you, he didn't get in the end zone, so we did a lot of things right. Yeah. But this football team is very unique, Pete, and you are the stat man. We can do things that a lot of high school teams and a lot of teams in the history of Jackson Ironman can't do. We throw the football with a lot of proficiency. Um, we think we have the team now is probably throwing more touchdown passes. Than any team in jackson history and wow. if you start with that it would start with jacob winters he's our quarterback evan spires we mention the young man one of our favorite people one of my favorite players i've ever broadcast for uh got hurt earlier in the season he's he was playing quarterback also and doing a fabulous job but he is out for the rest of the year jacob has taken over they were sharing the position now it's all jacob's he has thrown 20 touchdown passes this year in his tenure plus Evan threw six himself, that's 26 touchdown passes. So without having total records and going back all those years, we're pretty 99% sure that's the most touchdown passes ever thrown by a Jackson Ironman football team. We've got a handful of kids that can catch Mm him. We've got some excellent athletes out there. We got five or six real threats to catch the football. He has a strong arm, so we have good speed. They, They can spread the field out. They make you cover the whole football field. It is really fun to watch, and if you haven't been coming to the games, I hopefully you're watching them on TV, and I hope you can appreciate the ability that we have to throw the football. But it has truly opened it up. And so, just in last game, the, the game against Columbus South, 37-0 us, we throw the ball for right at two hundred yards. I think Pete has for one ninety-nine, and four touchdowns. Columbus South threw the ball for zero yards and no touchdowns. Obviously, wow. that's a too big of a difference you can't overcome that no. and that was really the difference in the game was our ability to open up offensively a little better than south could do they want to run it down your throat we stood in there strong enough and didn't let them do it and the game was ours
1: well i can tell you when you got a, a high school kid that's 290 pounds or, you're five pounds or whatever he is um, yeah
5: he's he's and, and he was special and the thing i liked about him <clears and we're throat> zero on him because he and their quarterback were probably their two best athletes. We really did a good job of keeping their quarterback. They like to run a quarterback sweep continually. But this big young man is a good football player running the ball. He's probably a better linebacker. He probably sure. made most of their big stops, and when they were, they were hard hits. So he's and working very impressive. both sides. He's and a good player. Okay. They don't have the numbers we do. Um, it's, it, it, it's a little different program. They maybe had 30 kids dressed. Where
1: is Columbus South? South Columbus, I know, but I'm That's trying to think of. Not where. sure what,
2: what road. I'm it not is sure. On. Yeah, where they were. I don't yeah. think it's very far off High Street. Okay. Yeah,
5: it's Obviously in that coming area. up into town. And, so, from- and I think it's one of the things that, uh, how about a shout out to our Sideliners Club, our Mothers Club? Heck our yeah. Our kids are really treated well. Yeah. I think our kids, and I don't know how to say this properly, but our kids have some advantages that they maybe didn't have Columbus South. Mm-hmm. Um, we are fed, our kids eat well. Yes. The mother's club feeds them every Thursday night in the commons area at the high school. I've seen that a number of times. It's a great meal. Yes, You know, it, that's guaranteed. They're going to get something to eat before the game. They get something to eat after the game. It's a, it's an amazing thing that they get to be a part of. And we, you know, our support groups here in Jackson, it's one of the big reasons we have some success. I see it in basketball. So we really have a great, the round ball club does it, but football mother's club and last, and I feel kind of bad for them Friday night. Because for whatever, we, bad weather, the we can talk about the ticket issues, these kind yeah. of things. Columbus South had about 30 to 35 people on the visitor side. That's it? So that had to make it tough for the Mother's Club concession, which is over there. I think they have some faithful people that come across and utilize them, but the band is on this side. You know, and that's always a hopping yeah. concession stand. There is a lot of stuff going on there. But the Mother's Club got shorted a little bit with not much on the gotcha. visiting stands there. But that's here and there. That's the way it is. I think Eastmore will probably bring a few more people this week. But it is, we're pretty special. I mean, we pull up and we have that's so many right. kids participating. All our lower levels were successful this year. It's a program that just keeps feeding itself. Pete says, why are we so good now? Yeah. Kids because it have,
1: starts in Pee Wee, and it it, it starts there, and they've
5: worked hard. They've had good coaching all the way through, and these kids want to be successful. And we've set the bar kind of high.
3: Yep.
5: You know, um, last year's team had a very good football team, had a great early part of the year, and didn't end the way they wanted to. And so there was pressure on this group. And uh, we talk about throwing the ball. We talk about the kids receiving it. We've got an offensive line that has gotten better this year. They're mainly juniors. There's a senior in there at the center position, Caleb McGraw doing a great job and everybody else is a junior so they are young they've got another year coming back I mean we've got a uh, kind of a underclassman backfield right now it's it's exciting and
3: that is.
5: football is not going to go away here at Jackson for quite a while and we,
1: you're right and then home field advantage again this week
5: yes Which was unique this year. Um, The Ohio High School Athletic Association, boo, we were kind of mad at them about the ticket situation right now. Well, ticket
1: situation we could do a whole show about, but we're just going to, it is what it is. What
5: they've done is they let 16 teams into the playoff this year instead of eight. Normally it was eight. The year before they let everybody in that wanted to play just (laughs) because of the COVID season. That was a a mess in itself. But- This year, sixteen teams got in, so you got a sixteen-team tournament bracket going, like you would the Sweet Sixteen. Yes, the f- like number one-rated team plays the sixteenth team, and so on. We earned the number two spot in our region, Division Three, Region Eleven. We were the number two seed. We got to play the number fifteen seed, which was Columbus South, and so we get a home game there. But they, because they took to sixteen teams, you can, the higher-seeded team can get. Up to two home games this year so we will be back at alumni stadium this friday night with a big playoff game coming up against eastmore who is the seventh seed and a very good football team and a very good program Ooh. and historical they had a guy by the way that was named archie griffin played there once archie oh. griffin, griffin. yes yeah, so have like, anybody ever heard of him i mean eastmore tradition Sounds familiar. they've got they talk about you know thing i've read it online it's hard to find a lot of stats on him yet but how about historical? they had three Griffins play there Archie and Ray we remember Ray Griffin was a great secondary player for the High State Buckeyes. Archie just happened to win two Heisman trophies the only just person two. in the history of mankind to do that. they have both played in the pros but so did um, Keith Griffin. He was a cousin and oh. he played at a high state and went into the pros. They all three had small pro careers. So that's you know Eastmore has traditions just they have stuff history like that. yes. They've won that City League many times, and they won it this year. They were 5-0 and within their league, so it's going to be a fun matchup. And Did I ramble on quite no, a bit well, there? That was one question.
2: No, but, but you you answered the only thing. We better say something about Jake Taylor's defense, too.
5: Well, Jake Taylor, who is the defensive coordinator. Oh,
1: there's
5: um, Archie. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> That's
1: an oldie but goodie. Wow, Thanks,
5: that was James. quick to get oh, up gosh. there. How,
2: how, how, where did he pull that one from? <laughs>
5: That's outstanding. Um Jake Taylor, the defensive coordinator. We mentioned Coach Hall and we and Coach Hall brags about his assistants. Sure. All the time. Um they're a great group and since we're since I just happened to have the notepad here, it's it's his dad is also also working with the offensive line quite yes. a bit this year. We lost a great coach last year in um Doug Wooten. He became an administrator he's Mm -hmm. the assistant principal wonderful guy but you know played at a high university super guy and was a great offensive line coach for us for many many years thought that was going to be a huge loss well boy they've picked it up the staff's picked it up and doug would be the first to tell you they're doing a fabulous job and the coach larry hall that's that's um that's andy's dad that's so special that he is involved there and he's been involved from day one this 13 years of having coach andy hall here jake taylor our defensive coordinator been there from the start travis huff I've watched him grow up in this position on there. Adam Jones and what he'll say. And then there's also Tyler Jeffers. These guys all played at Jackson Mm -hmm. and they are Jackson diehard football guys. They love it. And that makes it special. Curtis Lindner is a tremendous addition. And Jeffrey Allen, a couple from the outside, Chris Wallace in the junior high level with Kendall Neal. There's an ex-player there again. Marty Glassburn and Marcus Boggs and another ex-player. Yep. These guys are Jackson inside and out. The coaching staff's outstanding. But Jake Taylor, two shutouts in a row—one for an FAC championship game and one for a playoff game. His defense—he ought to be very proud. I of right. Remember, now. we, we said that
2: South was averaging forty-five
1: points. Forty-five a game. Yeah. Not game. now. I looked that not, up. I took
5: that average down a little bit. I was
1: telling Dan that I—we were driving home uh, yesterday from Columbus, and I just. Pulled up the stats because I hadn't seen anything about the game yet, and I said to Jamie, "I said, my God, they shut them out, and they they averaged forty five points a game."
2: Now that was holy a, moly. That was a that was a that That's was huge. that was a great accomplishment. And uh, Coach Hall, you know, he's kind of known as a quarterback guru and an offensive mastermind, or whatever. Even he said this on one of his post game uh, interviews that we had on the radio here the last couple of weeks when he was talking about the defense. You know, the truth is, and it's so simple to say the other team doesn't score, you can't lose. So, you know, when you, when you have those two things going together, you know, an offense that's potent like ours, we're averaging about 38 points a game. And then, you know, you have the defense playing as well as it is. Jackson is going to be a tough out for Eastmore or whoever. But, you know, once you get into the playoffs, you know. You never and know. you move each week, you're going to step up in competition. And Eastmore, as Dan said, seeded number seven. They defeated a school named Jonathan Alder. Yeah. out of Plain City in the Columbus area, 35-7. to 7. Alder uh, has an excellent uh, football uh, pedigree as well. They're usually in the playoffs every year. They defeated Jackson several years ago up at Logan in a playoff game. I knew
1: that sounded and familiar. And some
2: folks thought maybe Alder would would might even upset Eastmore, Be- but Eastmore took care of business 35-7. Easily, 7. and
5: Alder is very good, and they had beat us soundly twice in the playoffs through our history. And just a little local note there that Mark Finnick, an administrator there, Mark Finnick from the Ron Fennick yes. family, Ron and Sharon Finnick, their son. And when we played him up there a couple of years ago and got a broadcast, we got to talk to Mark, had him on the radio mm-hmm. and he had two sons playing in the program. So that just oh, a local connection neat. in there it's yeah. pretty neat on there. But, uh, yeah, the Eastmore matchup this week, it is going to be fun. I know Let's you want to mention
1: tickets for a minute and not to, but just how people get tickets. And it's a little bit strange. And
5: I hate to say it because as I told you coming in, we are spoiled because of our long tenure. Our our pay is great. We get in free. They get in free. So we get in free. So I didn't have to go online and buy a ticket. But I heard a lot of people not happy with this scenario. It's not a school, Jackson City School situation. It's the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Pete, you might even have more detail on this. But you have to go online to buy the tickets. That confuses a lot of people and it's a tough situation. Well, and
1: especially wait a minute, I paid for season tickets or you know, whatever. Well, this is all out the window. We're they're just borrowing our space at this point. The you know, the, the regular season's over with, I, I guess is the best way to think about it. But to get your tickets for the playoff games, no matter where they are, whether they're home or away or, or whatever, you have to go to O at slash tickets or if you can find this little barcode here you can scan it right there
2: right and you know a lot of folks uh,
1: but you do have to buy tickets right
2: a lot of folks uh, would rather and they're ten dollars Rather do it you know in line or or locally they'd rather be handed a paper ticket correct uh they're not comfortable doing things online they may have a computer some people may not even have a computer at all i mean all. a lot
3: of and people so, still have flip phones so you know i can't I, do
1: that stuff
2: I'm not it's exactly tough. sure the, 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 the rationale, but it's a little bit of a control thing. It all just needs to go through the OH, OHSAA, yep. and this is how they are choosing to do it. And they figure Online. they figure that if you want to go to the
5: game,
1: you'll, you'll, figure you'll, it you'll, out. You'll,
5: you'll find a way. But I know some people who didn't go. Because they couldn't do it the way they wanted. Well, it wasn't probably quite as big a home crowd on our side as we normally would have had, and I'm sure some people were left out. Two things: weather probably didn't help. Ten dollars from Thursday before the game on, and then you have a Friday where it rains continuously all day long. Then it turned out to be a beautiful night. We were very lucky and blessed weather. But it wasn't
1: looking good. But it
5: wasn't good up till six o'clock or so. But um, then it becomes twelve dollars. So here it is pouring down rain at four o'clock on Friday afternoon, and you're making a decision. Do I want to throw $12 out there and try mm-hmm. to go to the game where I can listen to it or even watch it? Um, yeah. That opportunity raised itself. So I'm. I, they're going to probably, if this is any way they're happy with, this will probably be from now on yeah. the way it'll be for playoff games, maybe in basketball tournament also, but it. I think they lost some people coming to the games. I
1: think they did. And and, and honestly, you know, whatever. They can do whatever they want to do. They're the governing, you know, they're in body. charge. But I do take umbrage with the fact that there are no student discounts. Yes. I, I, I don't like that, but.
5: Coach who Hall are we to talked say? about in his post game. That's bothersome. Some way he wants to find a way to get more kids to the game yeah. and get more fans to the game easier. Now, it's going to cost $10, but. Some way to, this, this football team deserves it. And plus, the entertainment value of this football team. Yeah. They're fun to watch. And they're a great group of kids. You know, if you're lucky enough to know some of these kids, and most of the people in the community probably know somebody that's on this football team. Good kids. Um, they've worked hard. They're, they've got themselves to a special spot. They're nine and two right now and want to move on. We have never won a regional championship. That's three more wins away.
1: Three wins. But we've
5: no Jackson team has ever done that. We've been to the regional championship game twice, but we've never got that regional championship okay. opportunity. So that's out in front of this team, but you got to take care of business Friday night yeah. before you yes, start. You can't overlook those. That's no, when you get yourself absolutely. into trouble.
3: Absolutely. Right, and the
2: games would be, they would continue to be at 7 p.m. on Friday night all the way until the state tournament if Jackson is fortunate enough to get there. Okay. But Jackson has lost in the regional finals uh, when Jim Reynolds coached to Columbus to Sales, uh, and then they lost uh, several years ago when Coach Hall was coaching. I believe it was Zanesville in that regional final. Uh, but Just that's that, when you get there, you know, you're talking about oh
1: man, you're
5: talking about you know, uh, 16 teams being left in the whole state of Ohio. Well, when you think about it, in those two games, right before that, some of the funnest games we've ever broadcast in our career. That's been a long time.
3: Couple years. Right before
5: that DeSales game, we got beat with Coach Jim Reynolds. That was the 7-3 to win down at Portsmouth Spartan Stadium against Hillsborough, who was undefeated that year. One of the most spectacular games, a freezing night. And you talk about hard hitting. You remember the game, Pete. It was a brutal game, and our Jackson team came out with a win there, earned us to a regional championship to play DeSales, where we were up 7-0 at halftime. Um, Jay Blankenship. Picked up a fumble yep. and ran a touchdown in and had us a lead against a team that ended up being runner-up in the whole state of Ohio wow. that year. So that was fun. And then the other game when we say we did lose to Zanesville, and that was over at Athens High School. But the week before at Chillicothe, we had beat Bishop Watterson 14 to nothing. We had shut them up. That's a huge win. Yep. Anytime you beat one of the Catholic schools up in Columbus, oh. it's a huge win. But um, I think our number one exciting win was in 2004, Pete. We were down in Cincinnati, and we we were the number eight seed, and we took on the number one seed in Cincinnati Witheril and came away with a 36-34 to 34 victory. Very that was a special one. Coach Randy exciting. Layton was the head coach then, and that was special, wasn't it? That it, was, it was very exciting. Uh, went down to the very end. Uh, both teams uh, scored a lot of points,
2: obviously, in a game like that. And it was a great setting for the game. You can see the skyline of Cincinnati
5: right there. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, that was pretty it neat. It was very nice, very talented team Pete Withrow. Pete, I and a, and a gentleman by the name of Dan Dobbins, Dan, Dan, and Pete,
3: Dan, Dan, have
5: had and Pete. the luxury of broadcasting every playoff game in the history of Jackson football. Started back in, like we said, 1996. Wow. We had already been doing this for a while by then, but that's when the playoffs got started. So it's when Jackson finally made the playoffs in wow. their history. A lot of teams... Are just now, The last two years, a lot of teams got in because everybody had an opportunity last sure. year. 16, but before that, it was eight teams, and before that, it was only four. It was so hard to get into the playoffs. Absolutely. But we've done them all. Um, the Ironmen have played now in 24 playoff games. We've got to broadcast every one, and we are 9-15, and 15, and you think, oh, that record's not that special. Well, you got to figure this. Unless you win the state championship – You lose. Yeah. You lose somewhere along the (laughs) line. So, all 15 of this is our 16th time into the playoffs as a high school. So, the 15 previous times, we did finally end up having to lose a game. But nine wins, there's a, in in Southeast Ohio, there's not a lot of schools that can brag about more than nine wins. And another tip of the cap to uh, Coach Andy Hall. He has six of those nine wins. He's six wow. and eight in his tenure here. So Way
3: to go. Um,
5: it's been a special run, and it's been a thrill. And as fun as it is, a league championship and some of those kind of games, but these playoff games, they're very special nights, and they're fun to be a part of it they and sure watch the are. kids compete. They
3: sure are.
2: All right. Well, I tell you what, we'll run over some other sports really quickly. And Dan knows about some of this, too, because he's a, a, a big fan. Some with uh, balls, some with not. Uh, now, don't start that. <laughs> you are you are you are ordinary. I'll dredge up some horse queen pictures.
5: (laughs) If you if you keep talking, girl, remember I still owe you.
1: I know the handwriting thing.
5: uh, Well, you've been on the oblong one. Go to the round ones. Hey, listen,
1: (laughs) he will admit that nobody can read your handwriting.
5: I did bring, I wanted proof because we talked about this last time, the yellow tablet, and that's my notes. I'm as bad as he, not as bad. No, No, he's not. I'm not as bad. He's not. I'm not going to say that. But (laughs) the yellow tablet man is.
1: As long as you can read it, that's all that matters (laughs) Uh, uh, But it does crack
2: me
5: up. 70% of the time I can read it, so, you know, there's no problem all right but there hey, were
4: uh, pete before we go on yes sir. This, this isn't a horse queen picture but it's not bad
5: <gasps> oh my gosh uh, oh my
1: james i thought we were friends oh wow that's pete baby out. jen yeah.
5: i remember that little girl God. growing up in the backyard
1: yes <sighs>
5: <sighs> a couple okay. years ago yeah, a right.
1: couple years ago thank you mm-hmm. yeah that was a few years ago yes.
5: wow okay <laughs> all
2: right okay you have a horsey look there, no doubt about it. <laughs> There's but, a lot of
1: hair going on.
2: But there was a lot of other sports this weekend as well. And, you know, we talk about Ironman football for good reason, obviously, as they continue their season. But uh, two other teams, local teams, played in the playoffs this weekend. Unfortunately, they have exited the playoffs uh, as a result of losses. Yep. The Benton County Vikings went up to Meadowbrook buysville Meadowbrook High School, which is in Guernsey County. That's way which up there. You can't
1: get there from Eastern here.
2: Ohio. It's a long way. Yeah. Red Thompson Red found it. He, he made it there.
1: Way to go, Red. But
2: anyway, he saw a heck of a ball game. But unfortunately, buysville Meadowbrook got ahead a lot early and then yep. held off Benton County. The score was 64-34. to 34. A lot of points there. It's like but a basketball Vikings, score. It, it, it was. The Vikings do finish with a 6-4 and four record. Uh, Coach T.J. Carper in his first year. I got the Vikings into the playoffs and with a winning record second place in the TVC Ohio so congratulations. Okay, to him that, and the that Vikings. was a tough
5: draw. Meadowbrook's a state yeah. power year in year right. out and so the Vikings boy they're they're going in the right direction. Right. No yeah. question the about Oaks it. The
2: Oaks played Meadowbrook I believe uh, was it last year or the year before and Meadowbrook won handily and mm-hmm. so it's a tough place to good. tough team to play yeah. tough place to play. Uh, then also there's a there's a I believe that's uh Zane Carr running the ball. Uh, for Vinton County and he had over 200 yards against Meadowbrook so uh, congratulations to him he had uh, a memorable game even in the loss Uh, then the Wellston Golden Rockets uh, finished their season they had to go down to Ironton though and you know we talked about Jackson being the number one seed or number two seed well Ironton was the number one seed you couldn't play a tougher team in that region than (laughs) what Wellston did and that was in Division 5, Regent 19. Speaking of a
1: bad draw. And uh,
2: Ironton got off to a big lead early and ended up yeah. winning 49-6. to six. And so the Rockets finished the season. They, had, they were 5-5 five and five in third place in the TBC Ohio, so they finished 5-6 and six overall. So uh, st- still a lot of good things happened for Coach Mike Smith and the Rockets this year. But unfortunately, they played a team that's been to the state tournament uh, the last couple years, and I think that they are planning on going back again. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, in some other sports, uh, speaking of the Vikings, will go to the ladies' side. Yeah, uh, those girls. County lady Vikings, uh, unfortunately, finally lost in the district tournament to the Sheridan Lady Generals. Uh, this past they didn't th-
1: make it easy on them, though.
2: No, it was it was at Ross Southeastern High School. Uh, they took it to four games. Sheridan won the first game, twenty-five to seventeen. Won the second game, twenty-five to seventeen. Then Vinton County rallied, won the third game, 25-22. But then Sheridan won the decisive third game, 25-14. These are the Lady Vikings posing after their sectional championship victory recently.
3: Way to go, Uh, girls. This
2: uh, Vinton County team, all they did was finish (laughs) 23-2. It was the most wins in uh, high school history for a varsity volleyball team. And they also won three consecutive, if you go back three years, three consecutive TVC Ohio titles. Three consecutive sectional Ohio titles. Great senior class. Some of the same girls who were principal uh, players in the girls' basketball team going to the state tournament and going to the final game last year. So, congratulations to them. That senior class over the last four years, all they did was win 43 games (laughs) and lose only five Uh, in the conference. And then overall, 82 and 17. 82 and 17 and 43 and 5. So, and they graduated a lot of players, but they have tradition. So yep. congratulations to the Lady Go Vikings. Girls. All right, uh, we had a lot of people running over the hills this weekend. It was the regional tournament up at Pickerton North High School. Yep. Uh, Jackson County and Benton County were well represented. Yes. Uh, the Oak Hill Boys team uh, under the uh, under the coaching of Anna Allen. She used to coach the Jackson Girls Basketball team
4: okay.
3: when
2: she taught up here at Jackson. Now she's back at her. Uh, Alma mater, Oak Hill High School, yeah. where she coaches cross country, and was a very good basketball player. Very good basketball very player, good basketball uh, player in her day, right? And that started a string of great teams that D- Doug Hill had at Oak Hill. But anyway, I digress. The cross country team uh, made it to the regional tournament. Now they uh, finished twenty first. They did not advance to the state tournament. Only the top five teams advanced, But obviously, a great honor making it. They were in Division Two. They were one of the smaller schools in Division Two. So uh, a great. Great uh, accomplishment for them to get there. Those kids that were on that team for Coach Anna Allen were uh, J- Javi Mesquera, Walker Fobel, Reagan Michael, Connor Clark, Colin Bowling, Katie, Cade Kinzel, and Levi Lyons. Uh, Mesquire, who is a sophomore, finished 70th in a field of 164 runners. He was the top uh, oak, and he is just a sophomore. On Jackson's side... They did not have a team uh,
3: mm-hmm. qualified,
2: but they had individuals qualify. You can do both, you can go both ways. Right your on. team may be good enough, but if your team doesn't quite cut the mustard, individuals can. And we talked about Olivia Kennedy, yes. who went to the state track meet last year. She went uh, in, the, in the girls' division to regional tournament, and Jackson had two boys, Chris Hughes and Matt Gibson.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they all did well, but they did not. Quite qualify for the state meet, which is mm. next week, at, I believe, at Hebron, Ohio. And Olivia was the closest. She finished 30, 35th in uh, in a field of a uh, hundred and some, uh, one hundred and sixty two nice. or something like that. One hundred sixty four. One hundred sixty four. Wow. Thirty five out of one hundred sixty four. And now get this: to go to the state, you have to be in the top thirty two. So oh she, no! She wasn't very far off. And well.
1: Olivia is such an interesting runner. And we've talked about this here because she, you know, very seldomly do you, are you able to run distance and sprint? And she does it all. She
5: does it both. She's it's so dedicated. Insane. We had the luxury a couple weeks ago. Pete got in. We had her on at halftime of our broadcast. Oh, you did. And you know, as good as a runner she is, she's that good a person. Yes, and she was so kid. poised in front of the microphone. I was very yes. proud of her. Yep. Did a good job. Right. And, um, uh,
2: Jackson's two boys yes. also did well. Matthew Gibson, he's only a, a freshman, oh. so he's got some years ahead of him. He was 79th, and Chris Hughes was just a couple seconds behind him. He's the senior who we talked about on Make a Difference Day. Yes. Uh, he was behind that. He finished 80th. So, nice. you know, that is just just below the top half in, uh, in a field of the best cross-country runners in this and part that, of the state. Yeah, right so, on.
5: And it was a mud bull.
2: Oh, they were, it would look like a mess.
5: Yeah. I mean, really a tough field they ran in. On right, mm-hmm. their players were Chris all is splattered is So dedicated. Up. It was so neat uh, the story you had beforehand of the just he's yes. that kind of person. Also, just an outstanding yeah. young person, and he excels in everything he's involved in. He's just Pretty that cool. way. Right. We have
1: some good kids in this area. Yes,
5: we do. Right, yes, and we do. Kind of a local family
2: connection too. Chris's dad is Doug Hughes. Yes, yep. he's a big Jackson fan, and of course he's a. Very much Baxi's son and his son's teams, and yeah. he's online on Southeastern Ohio Press. He's kind of the uno- he's kind of the unofficial poster from Jackson from Jackson Athletic Information. Well, Doug coaches all the teaches and coaches all the way down at White Oak High School, which is in Highland County. You got to drive over an hour to get there wow. down State Route Thirty Two, more than halfway to Cincinnati, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. But anyway, uh, he is the coach, cross country coach there. He's been there for a number of years, and this year. His team is going to the state tournament in Division Three. Nice. Very proud of that. A great, he great was accomplishment.
5: District Coach of the Year too.
2: District Coach of the Year. Yeah, and last year, last year had a great season as well, was Coach of the Year. But this team, the ultimate of course, is to take That's your team amazing. to the state tournament. Five teams get to go to the state tournament and his team was fifth. So they just made it. So congratulations to Doug Hughes as well. Uh, even though that's
5: not uh Or Ironman 92, as you would know him on Southeastern Press. <laughs> right.
2: And it's it's 92 because that was the year he graduated.
5: That, we're we're kind of in your turf, aren't we? He's,
1: he's one ahead of me. One there year ahead go. of me. Yep.
2: yep. All right. Just
1: a couple of years ago.
2: Just okay. a few. Right. Okay. To us. Yes. Uh, but anyway, that was uh, how the sports... Uh, worked out over the weekend. So now the only fall sports team or athlete uh, still playing are the Ironmen. Okay. And so, of course, they, once again, folks, seven o'clock Friday, a game will be uh, on the WKOB radio. Dan, Dan, and Pete will be there to bring you the action. You got and, it.
5: But I know Coach Andy Hall and the Ironman would uh, enjoy bring, it if you're, if come you're to the Come to the stadium and bring your earbuds. You right. can listen to Pete's stats that way. You and can, enjoy he's full it. of it. He has got that. And, uh, but – This is a fun football team and it's fun to, you know, and for people, high school football is normally run, run, pass, run, run, pass. We're pass, pass, we can throw the football. It makes this team very entertaining and a great group of kids and support them and should be a fun night up on the hill. All right.
1: And uh, yeah, lots of, lots going on. Well, you guys, thank you so much for spending the morning with us. This was fantastic
5: enjoyed it always do
1: yeah come back and see us soon we'll do that all right we'll
5: do that maybe on our way to a regional championship
1: hopefully that hopefully we can be sitting here next monday talking about the same stuff that would be, be great all right uh james is there anything else we needed to cover
4: well uh just let people know that we're still in the process of finishing the radio move yes uh 1053 is off the air this morning that okay. they are You know, Justin and his crew are working as hard and as fast as they can to get everything taken care of. Uh, The online streaming is also off the air right now, but it'll be, you know, they're working as hard as
5: they can to get all that finished.
1: It's just, you know, it's a process and we had to get...
5: Justin's good. Yes. He saved us. We got new equipment For football, yes, makes our broadcast so much better. The Total Media stepped up and bought some equipment, but then he he taught three old guys how to (laughs) use this, and he was so good. And we had to call him two weeks in a row with questions on a Friday night when he'd probably like to be home doing something else. And he walked (laughs) us through it and got us got us off the edge of the cliff. He's he's pretty spectacular. So I know it's a big week for the radio station and Total Media and everybody. But
4: yeah, he started working on this about. 9 o'clock yesterday morning, and he hasn't left. I mean, he's been there still, for 24 hours straight still working still on this. Good
1: yep. For you. Yep. So thank you, and we will get everything back up and running. It's just, you know, it's a process. It can't happen in, in an hour, so. There you go. All right. Well, Dan and Pete, thank you so much for spending your morning with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back here tomorrow on Tuesday. Don't forget some cooler temperatures in the forecast, but that's okay. Pretty seasonable for this time of the year. Um was fortunate enough to drive through the Hawking Hills yesterday on the way back from Columbus, and man, oh man, it's if-
5: it is just perfect weekend for this is
1: this is it if you if if you can't get out and about like get out and about this week into next weekend because then it's going to
5: go to the football game friday night go take a hike on saturday or sunday you
1: got it so have a wonderful day everyone thanks for watching and we'll see you right back here tomorrow bye-bye